Is fake smiling becoming painful? Do you often feel drained from small talk and surface conversations? Get ready to use the number one leading solution to maintain your social battery. Try telling the truth. With this simple method, you can quickly weed out the people in your life who just ain't real. Try telling the truth to that coworker who always gets your name wrong. Bitch, my name is Gerald. Try telling the truth when you're a public school teacher. Eh, hey, y'all don't need this shit. Hey, uh, uh, y'all want to watch Black Panther? Try telling the truth on a date. Wait, 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 but this has been bothering me for 40 minutes. Why are your eyebrows so close together? Feeling better can be as easy as changing your choice of words. Drop the bullshit. Tell the truth today. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Joel Boyd, co-host of this here podcast, comedian, actor, writer. Uh, thank you guys for coming back. If you're new, welcome to the show. High Power, the podcast where everybody is trying to find the best versions of themselves. We have a hell of a show today. We got Ramon Hewlett on the show. He's a filmmaker, producer, writer. Um, you've seen some of his work. You may not know him yet, but he's worked on some, some really amazing projects from Candyman to The Shy on Showtime. I mean, the guy is just just coming up everywhere. Brilliant interview. We talk a little bit about his his upbringing, his life, his commitment to being true to himself. I mean, he's one of those dudes who just follows his morals. <laughs> Imagine that, 2022. Somebody with morals. That's amazing. A couple of dates coming up if you guys are in the mood for seeing a fun, dark comedy short film, High Power the Short. It's doing great in the festival circuit. Award-winning. Best International Short Film. You can catch it October 2nd if you're in Wichita, Kansas. We'll be screening at the Tallgrass Film Festival. October 7th, we'll be screening at Baltimore International Black Film Festival. So come check the film out. We got a show. It's great. I'm not going to talk your ear off. You're here for the podcast. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to High Power. say like your personality continues to be formed to a level where you quote unquote can't learn any new behaviors it's it's more difficult after age 25 mm. have you heard that word yeah it's yeah, like yeah your brain's fully developed yeah, yeah, yeah. it's harder a... to learn spanish it's harder to like pick up a skill yeah a... um but i feel like when a kid's a kid when a baby's a baby it's like everything, it's, they're a sponge. Does, is that a cutoff, though? Like, I, I wonder, because there are people, right, that have, like, PTSD from something that yeah. may be recent? I think you got to work on it. I think that's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. you can learn. You just got to unlearn. Like, you know, you just got to unlearn. And the unlearning part is the fucked up that's part. That's the hard. That's the hard part. Even learning that you need to do that. Yeah. Is the hard, yeah. You're just like, fuck. Like, imagine, like, damn, I got to unlearn everything I was taught. Like, what if you were taught wrong the whole time? Like, <laughs> black people are bad. You were taught that your whole life. Like, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, you're now in college, and you have to encounter a black person. You have to unlearn all of that? Yeah. That's going to take you years. Yeah. Then you got to have to work on yourself. Like, so, I mean, I say, 
do I feel like my personal thing that I have to work on? Yes, all the time. Like, I got to work on, like, not being, like, feeding off trauma. Like, you know what I mean? To make mm-hmm. myself a, like, oh, damn, that happened to me as a kid. I guess that's why I'm like this now. I'm just like, bruh, like, mm-hmm. I think when you're in your 30s, you don't have, that's, that's, you should have changed that. You should have, I feel like that's, as a grown, growing man, like, you got to change that shit. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, damn, my dad was, he was mean, and now I'm mean, too. Like, because I'm trying, uh, like, bruh, that shit's dead. Like, Mm -hmm. you have so many resources, especially us new generation. Like, we don't have to be like our parents at all. Mm -hmm. Like, like, that's a good or bad thing. Yeah. We don't have to be like, because we just know so much more than they do like mm-hmm. and like these kids don't have to follow any rules that are younger mm-hmm. than us because they're like well your rules didn't make sense for you right right you know what i'm saying and your parents rules were more survival rules than anything so mm-hmm. it's just like fuck it's a free world like yeah and it, they do live like that bro. i mean everyone is now like mm-hmm. everyone's like trying to figure it out because mm-hmm. everyone realizes no one has it figured out yeah from top to bottom so it's just like a free world to live in mm-hmm. i'm saying you can go to your job right now like I'm talking to me too. Even like, yo, I'm out. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like, what? That doesn't make sense. Like you're supposed to be like, you're like, no, I'm done. And then mm-hmm. watch your whole world shift. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like our these guests that we have, like all the time Bro. saying no. I'm so I haven't had an opportunity to say no to anything big yet. So yeah. I just I admire someone that's just like, I I like the work that I do. No, I can't do that because it's gonna fuck up who I am and the work I'm trying to do in this world. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. That's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fucked up. I think pain is a is a it's a teacher. You know, like ah fuck. I shouldn't have did that. Now I know not to do, <laughs> not to do that mm-hmm. anymore. But it's amazing. I mean, how could you know, right? It's like that's why kids touch the stove. Yeah, all day. So you, when you get your ass burnt, oh shit! I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have touched the stove. And your all parents right. be like, "I told you." It's like, "Well, you gotta figure it out for yourself." What are you gonna do? You gonna tell your kid not to touch the stove? I'll tell my kid, "Here's the stove. It does get hot." Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> you didn't tell me not to touch it. I was like, "Well, you were gonna touch it if I told you not to." Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's just like that's the truth. It's that's the truth. I think our us, like we just gotta tell. This is what it is. Good luck. That's what I've been telling people now. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. And no matter what the situation, this is what it is. This is what I hear you're saying. <laughs> like, I say this shit now. Like, because I'm like, I don't want to give anyone my opinions. Yeah. I don't want to give them like, oh, he thinks this. Mm-hmm. Like, good or bad. Like, I'm just like, here's what you're saying. You may be feeling like I'm doing this like, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm on the defense. Like, you're yeah. not getting into me unless I want you to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, I mean, maybe that'll make me a cynical old man, but. I think that's what I appreciate about a lot of our guests. And uh, that energy too is just like, we talk about this a little bit on the upcoming interview you guys will hear, but it's like gang culture, gang mentality. It's like, are you in or are you out? Mm which sometimes is familial and that's for survival. There's this energy sometimes that can exist in in Hollywood where it's like, are you in or are you out? Mm -hmm. Because we're all doing this. So if you want this, you got to do exactly what we're doing and talk like us and walk like us and handle it like us. 
And not that I'm against community, but it's like, I love when people disagree with me. Mm. I don't think I would have, like, when we made High Power, I loved when Vivian, the cinematographer, would be like, I don't think we should shoot it like that. What if you did it like this? Or what if the camera moved like this? Like, I think you need, there's something special, I think, about being okay with disagreeing with somebody. Because you're standing up. It doesn't even have to be, like, antagonistic. It can just be, I see that differently. Mm-hmm. And... But but people people go out of their way, man. People go out of their way to conform to the group. People will go out of their whole fucking yeah. way just to be like, I belong. I'll do whatever you guys say. Yeah. I'll fit in. And it's like, you could have just said from the beginning, I don't think that's interesting. Mm. Or I don't think that's smart. I don't think that's funny. And then say what you do think. Because then, like, like... I don't know. There's there's a whole other world that opens up of possibilities when you do that. Like, agree. And I've I've been that. I've done that a few times. It can be hard sometimes, but I think you got to realize we're killing ourselves. And at the end of the day, sometimes, especially in Hollywood, where I'm like this whole like, and Ramon talks about this on the interview, like being that workaholic. Like, I gotta do it. I gotta do, 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 do. I gotta kill it every day, all day. It's like you're mentioning Hollywood and just like how people are like conforming. And how people like, there's something you you said earlier, like earlier months ago that scared the shit out of me. You were just like, you know, I interviewed so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm not going to say the names, mm-hmm. but you're like, we did interviews with them. And it was like, there was blackness in their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you can't see, like, it's like they seen something. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they can't unsee it and they're always thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so that just made me think, I was just like, how, what do I want from Hollywood? Or what do I want from this entertainment thing? Because it seems like we have comedy peers that get everything they fucking, mm-hmm. but they're still not. Yeah. Like, what's going they're on? Like, they're not. Full of joy. They're, they're, there's no joy. It's just like more work. Is this worthless? Like, I'm just confused right now in the state mm-hmm. of like being a black entertainer. Speaking of, uh, we should probably just, <laughs> I'm like, we could do this we all day. To, yeah, no, we could. Uh, we're getting we good at this. this all fucking day. It's like we have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ramon Hewlett is on the show today. Filmmaker, producer, writer. He's worked on Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. He also founded, and we talked about this a little bit on the, on the interview with him. He founded a completely all-black filmmaker database which emphasizes uh, below-the-line crew to help Black folks who are looking for work in the film industry. It's called Black in Film. So you can follow him on IG at Ramon Hewlett, R-A-M-O-N-E-H-U-L-E-T. And then you can also follow Black in Film on IG. And dude, if you want to work and you're Black and in LA, or I don't even know if they have a a channel in New York, but um, follow their page, Black in Film, and go to the website. It's free. It's completely free to sign up and be a member. There were 300 people on the list. Mm. And then they got interviewed by Variety and then it blew up even more. And now at this point in time, they have over 1,500 names of, uh, of black folks. I've seen black in film like around, like it, it's yeah. been in the stratosphere for sure. So right after this commercial break, you'll hear us chilling with Ramon Hewlett.
When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing I do? I grab a cup of coffee. But you know, it's like I want to immediately contribute to the world in a positive way. So how do I do that? You know what I do? I buy my coffee from California Coffee Company. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. They're a Black-owned, culturally-connected coffee and lifestyle brand. Their products taste amazing. It's freshly ground, roasted coffee. They have all types of flavors that are just exactly what you need in the morning. They are young. They are doing it. They're reclaiming the culture through coffee, through teaching everybody that follows their movement about culture, class, and confidence. And, and and truly, they are letting people know where the true origins of coffee came from. Did you know that the coffee bean originates from Ethiopia? Did you know that? Enslaved Black folks established the coffee industry in South and Central America. But when people think of coffee, they don't really think about Black folks, you know, in its origins. But, but, but they are here to change that. You guys are out there and you're drinking your coffee every day. I'm telling you where you got to go. You got to go to CaliCoffee.co. That's CaliCoffee.co, the California Coffee Company. And you're going to use our discount code POWERPOD for 15% off your coffee purchase. They ship nationwide and you can get your coffee and maybe some of their apparel at CaliCoffee.co. You can follow them on Instagram at the Cali Coffee, and they are going to hook you up and let you know that tasting is believing. They're telling a new story about people of color through the world's most beloved beverage. That's California Coffee Company. Go ahead, type in your code at calicoffee.co, California Coffee Company. Like I grew up in like a like a Muslim household. I grew up in a like a, a like a single parent household with oh, my wow. like w- with like my my like I spent a lot of time with my grandma, and she was like n- no sweets, no nothing. Like the first time I had like a candy bar I was probably like six. Oh damn! What uh, you lost your mind? I was like I, <laughs> love, I was like I love beets. I love pears. I love like like Rice Krispies with no sugar. You know, um, like, like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How you have a rice krispie with no sugar, bro? Oh, like homemade? Or no, 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 like the uh, the cereal. You know what I mean? Oh, oh shit! Like, you oh. see how we're just thinking it's like the rice krispie bars? He's like, nah, like, nah, nah. No, no, no. <laughs> I do that straight rice. The yeah. cr- snap, crackle, pop, no sugar. Original. Yeah. That no pop sugar. is actually the sugar. It's, it's really just like a snap and crackle, and you waiting, and then and then you gotta eat it. <laughs> <laughs> These things don't pop. These things, it, it don't. It, it, it never it, pop. It, it, I think they were the soggiest cereal of all time. Like, you had like two seconds to eat. Yeah, that. it was really quick. quick. Yeah, real quick. I don't know how they marketed that to kids because it was really like corn mush after like two seconds. You know, you, whoever that advertising company is, they're real good because that it looked delicious. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, the characters. Yeah, the, the characters. You wanted to hang sure. out with them. Really? Let's talk. I mean, can, can we talk about how the the cereal industry? Everybody who makes those cereals is like on drugs, right? For sure. The freaking they're imagining leprechauns talking mm-hmm. to them with stars and stripes mm-hmm. and kids and shit. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Oh my god, Tony the Tiger. Tony talking, mm-hmm. bro. Tony, yes. a toucan. Um, I mean, we even had the uh, the Keebler elves, like when they were selling those cookies, yeah. and they had an all adventure. Oh no. Trees on fire. (laughs) They'd be really really sitting around doing some hard shit. Yep. What if the elves like fucking climbed into these trees? 
And that's where they made it. <laughs> I, I feel like we've always been like waiting on the moment to actually work together on something, mm-hmm. which is still coming. And I don't know. We're not going to force it. I know. I'm going to force it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to be bugging It's been ass. a decade. Force a little something. I'm about, come on. I'm about to force it. You know? like, I'm, I'm back freelance now and be like, hey, Joe, I want you to like, like I need some help on this. How, what you doing next week? I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Because we've, yeah, man, I think it's always been, you know, when you see somebody just working hard, I think Columbia was a place where, and for people who don't know, Columbia College, Chicago, it's a, it's a smaller private arts college. But yeah, it's in the heart of downtown Chicago. But it was cool because it was like a lot of kids are from all over the world. I mean, there mm-hmm. were people from literally like, you, it's, you meet people from, from all over. But I think what the weird part about that place was, at least my experience when mm-hmm. I was there, and I wanted to know what you thought about the film program, because I was in TV, uh, but it was full of like so many opportunities, but nobody was using them all. Yeah. It was like, bro, there's a room full of cameras that you could just mm-hmm. rent. There's a there's like five or six stages you can just like mm-hmm. throw an event. There was just so much many resources and the, mm-hmm. and the kids that were actually running around using them all mm-hmm. you'd be like I want to work with that guy, that that kid I want to yeah. work with, with her she's writing something she's using all this her shit mm-hmm. and you were one of those people I just remember seeing you I don't remember if it was freshman or sophomore year but I was like yeah so I I transferred in so I got my associates in Houston at a community college and then and then I went to Columbia so I met you probably my like first or my second semester there Okay. At Columbia, which was my technically my junior year. I ended up going to college for five years. So it's like I was like, shit, I'm you know, oh, I've done a, I've I've done all my English and math. I'm just here to work. Yeah. I'm here to just get shit done and just like So you were just honed in to just making films. I only like I only had to take film classes at the time. So mm-hmm. like I had to take like some gen eds, but for the most part it was just like film or I film, film, film. And and my first semester was actually in TV. Mm-hmm. Because they filled up all the film classes. Yeah, yeah. So you and, could like use some of the foundation classes. No. Oh no, they didn't transfer. They, over. they didn't. Tra- you know what? Son of a Here's bitch. Here's the thing. My my uh, my student advisor, like Richard something. Uh, I'm putting it out there because I'm trying to shade him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah. It was like I was like, hey, I'm a film, you know, film major. I, I think I want to just push. Like I, I apply after the second semester. Y'all let me in on first semester. Uh, I wanted to come, but since y'all don't have any film classes, I think I'll just want to start in the second semester. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you can take TV. Look, I can get you right here. They all transfer. It's the same shit. And I was like, bet, cool. I go to I go to sign up for like a second tier film classes. Yeah, and they're like, it doesn't transfer, dude. And I, I know was, this. This has happened to so many kids. Bro. Yeah, and I, I remember that. And I so I go, you know, I go back to him, and I was like, hey, it. It didn't, it's not transferring, you know, I'm a, I'm a transfer student, you know, at this point I got a year and a half of college left, you know, I'm, I'm, t- I'll be taking foundation classes like at the end of my junior year. He was like, what well, did you have a good time in, in the, in the TV department? I was like, I mean, it was all right, but, Nigga. but like, <laughs> you know, like that's Wait, my is, money. Is Richard, I need to know the color of Richard. Black dude locks. I, I knew it. I knew Black it. I knew locks. it, bro. Did you have a good time with his answer? Hilarious. I shouldn't have trusted him. I was like, oh, like shit. You know, like, 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 but yeah. did you have a good time? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I ended up having to go to a whole, like, an extra year of college because of this dude. Oh, I was so mad. And, and did I have a good time? Yeah. I, I said, I take a year of foundational classes. Yes. So, um, 
And, and the crazy part, the crazy fucking part, is that a year after that, they combined both programs. Oh, oh man. So it was like, yes, at that point, I could have transferred over. I, oh. I, I could have saved a year of college. Damn. And he was like, he was so surprised when I told him that it didn't transfer. He was like, really? Wow, okay. All right, well, did you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> so mad, bro. But Well, you came from Houston. Yeah. So And then you went to Chicago. Well, I'm from Chicago, right? Oh, okay. I lived in Chicago for 11 years. All my family's from Chicago. I lived in Houston for 10 years, just me and my mom. And then I moved back to Chicago after uh, after I got my associates. Like, I've been I've been in the video space since I was 18. Mm-hmm. You know, it were like 14, 13. And then my first professional, like, job was when I was 18. And I did a bunch of music videos, a bunch of low-budget shit you can probably find online and be like, this is Ramon, goddamn. You know, uh, uh, Nate, give us one. Give us one that the people need ooh, to hear. Nope. Oh, damn. <laughs> Smart man. Smart thought about man. it too. I was like, nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> you can do some digging and find it, but you know, like I'm not I'm not trying to promote that right now. You know, I did a lot of shit just to make some money. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the the first time I was in a strip club was the first and only time I've actually been in a strip club was like doing a music video. Yeah. Uh that my mom brought me on to. My mom was there. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was a music video for Lil Flip in Houston. And I didn't like I didn't know it was a strip club until I got there. My mom didn't know. She, my mom was like a musician, like for a mm-hmm. long time, right? So I grew up in the studios. I grew up in the studios. My mom was like, I don't know if y'all know, a do or die in Chicago, like a pope pimp. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy? It's fucking up. Yeah. So, like, she was like, I'm real good friends with them. I grew up with them. I, I, she did a lot of music. She had her own, like, a group and everything. So, like, yeah. I, I grew up in, in Chicago. I grew up in a studio. So, like, this is like, like, I was like, I was right there, passed yeah. out as like a kid <laughs> with a Nintendo. Yeah. You know? Um, so my mom was always real connected with music. So she was always helping me get music videos and she could, she knew a little flip in, in Houston and knew like a bunch of people. She was like, are you going to come on? You're going to film it. I was like, for real? All right, cool. Cool. Hell yeah. You know, like I looked him up. I wasn't feeling the music, but I was like, it's a check. Mm-hmm. So I went and it was a strip club and like, it's like just asses everywhere. Like everybody's like trying to like, you know, do whatever. And you were like, what, like 15? I was like, man, I was probably probably 17 wow you know i was not i was not legally supposed to be in there but i had my camera you know i brought lights and everything i'm I'm turning lights up everybody is just like that's all you need to do kids is bring a camera crew and you get on in yeah and it was (laughs) dead ass yeah yeah i've seen it happen bro like someone put a camera around their neck and then they just walked into this festival i was like bro okay yeah i'm gonna get me a camera yeah just get that get that interchangeable lens you know like have a little bit of Authority and swag when you're walking, maybe be on the phone. Sit. Oh, that's the you key know? right there. Hey, we late. They already hey. in there waiting for us. We're supposed to be in there already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell them that I'm late because of you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's your name? That's the lie. <laughs> what's your, what's You've your done that before. I'm, You've I'm, done it before. I'm, I'm too black for that shit. Oh, you know, they'd be like, nah, nigga. You know, you <laughs> you ain't supposed to be in here. You, you just want to see Chance the Rapper. <laughs> you absolutely right. Yeah. I feel like just listening to everything, like your journey, it feels like you have invented a lot of um, opportunities for yourself. Do mm. you feel like you're still doing that? Uh, or the, the, has it been like a thing like where you had to do that? Or I mean, you know, I I don't know, man. It's, it's like yes and no. Mm-hmm. I've like, uh, if I wasn't going to be a filmmaker, I was going to be an engineer. So I, I I definitely wanted to like invent. A, I've always had that. I've always had that mindset. 
but I also have the mindset of like, hey, I'm broke, my family broke, I need to make some money, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, always had to invent ways to do that. Um, and, wow. and is it just you and your mom? It's just me and my mom. Just me and my mom, and I have I have like a, like my dad are remarried or whatever. So he so I have like a, like a a, a a brother and sister on that, and they're younger. They're younger, okay. like six years younger and maybe eight or nine years younger they live out here too mm-hmm. so they it's been it's been nice to live out here and actually i'd be able to connect but it, yeah. it just made me my mom you know and then i've you know unfortunately for me i had a really small family mm-hmm. to begin with and just through like you know like chicago violence and or you know like like a bad health care a lot of my family passed away mm. before i like was like 12 or so Ooh. you know so it was, it, it's really just been like me and my mom just trying to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was just literally thinking, cause I was like, you work, bro. Bro. Like yes. you work. Like I, I, yeah. Ever since I've known you, you're just like making something, doing something. And that just to see, I didn't know that kind of side of it. It was kind mm-hmm. of like, that's where that came from. It was literally just survival. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm like you're saying this, and I'm like LeBron James. Oh man, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. you're just like, we don't know who his dad is really, mm-hmm. but this nigga, you know, he exists. You know, yeah, he's yeah, out yeah. there. So I feel like LeBron, like, is just like, oh well, I'm gonna be the best, so you know, hey, I, I'm out here, man. It and it, yeah, yeah, and it's it's like, I, first of all, I appreciate that. Uh, I love man. I love LeBron. Like, you know, I love like the promise school and all that shit. You know, it's like like a big thing that I would love to bring back to Chicago at some point is something like that, you know, mm-hmm. or like a like a just more resources and stuff like that. Cause like the way that I grew up with like the lack of resources in Chicago versus going to Houston where it was like bountiful. You know, mm-hmm. George Bush was the president at the time. So, you know, he threw a lot of money back to where he was from. Yeah. And it was like night and day from Chicago you know in Chicago I went to I went to Jackie Robinson Middle School in fifth grade um, I, I went there I I was kicked out of school because of fighting oh, and no. because uh I I was given the academic achievement award on the same day they kicked me out at the highest test scores they had there in 12 years and then they kicked me out for fighting on the same day what the fuck yeah it, well like I got into a fight and it was bad but it, it was like and they were just like you at the time, they knew I was moving to Houston. They were like, you want to just go? We have nothing else to teach you. So, like, three months later, they were just like, you can just go. And I was like, cool. Because I'm going to fight him tomorrow, too. So, you know, <laughs> cool. that. Yeah, you got the highest grades and you beating people's ass. Oh, man. <laughs> yo, you, and then fun. you filming the shit. They yeah. get like, yo. Set this camera. Yo, hold on real quick. quick. What you say, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> hold on, on, on jelly. Angles. What, nigga? My angle's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Back to one. Back to one, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole last year was me really figuring out who I was. You know, it's like I grew up in a very, like, a militant, like, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you know, like, after a while, it just becomes like you're like a default. You know what I mean? It's just like like I work. Like, oh, what do you do for fun? Uh, I'm at work. You know, in, <laughs> in 2016, I did, I was like, I was fresh out of college. I pa in a bunch. And I was just like, I think I, you know, it's like 365 days in a year. I worked 258 of those days. Mm. And that's, that means that I worked like most weekends. Mm. you know because it's like in a like i work all during the week but also mm. most weekends i was mm. never home 
you know, like all the money I was making, I was just spending on like Uber or like, or, or like, just like not even equipment. It was just like food, lodging, just like coffee, you know, just like, like I was like eating out every time because I didn't have time to go and like, actually, you know, like I cook myself a meal and that's, I had that mentality for so long, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it took like quarantine really mm-hmm. to make me have to slow down and really figure out who I was and what like fucking castle I built up around myself you know mm. what I built up to like I had auto responses you know mm. just like like I was just so in it and now I'm like connecting I've had to connect more with like myself you know what I mean just to be able to give that back to my work because I didn't know myself so, so I wasn't able to be creative and mm. I feel like if you don't know yourself you're just really just like doing something else that you saw mm-hmm that so, is true. Damn. Sheesh. This nigga be dropping bars and don't act like he be dropping bars, bro. I feel lazy right now. Damn. <laughs> nah, because that's real. Like, Because I, I feel... But you work too, Joel. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, like, at the same time... You Columbia like, like, kids like, work, dog. Like, I feel like... Yeah, you, y'all be working. Joel be coming in here like, wow, you do that? I'll be like, Joel, you do that. I've been trying to work with you for 10 years. That's because y'all like, always yeah. working, bro. Like, y'all like, oh, I'm doing this project. Well, I'm doing this project. Y'all niggas need to come to Knockhouse. Slow down. Slow down. Mm-hmm. And just do, do. So, like, if I if may ask, like, during that quarantine, because you were working, 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 was it like a slap? Like, oh, shit. Like, how did you, like, recalibrate? How did you get into that? baseline of just like who you were it was quarantine and i was working i took like a week off where i just slept and then it was like i was like all right cool quarantine because at the time in chicago lisa was like all right it's gonna be two weeks it's like all right cool okay i got two weeks just like i need to catch up on my text i need to do this i need to do this what else okay um i'm like all right and like i had this conversation with my girlfriend and just being like hey i feel like and i i hate that i had this but i was like at the end of quarantine there's gonna be winners and losers okay Mm -hmm. and i want to be a winner so I need to, I need to, I need to find something to do. And I was just like, just trying so hard. <laughs> so just like, it's like, I, I, I filmed a documentary over quarantine. I, fil- I filmed a feature. Wow. Um, is it, is it done? No. Have I, have I, you know, like, like what happened was like, I did all that. And then like, like George Floyd happened. And I was just like, I can't, I can't keep working. I just need to stop. I need to reset. And I, in from there, I just started, you know, like I made black in film because mm-hmm. I was just seeing a lot of black people just not work and just like not have, I'll be connected. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, just wanted to shit, you know, I, I, I just took a break. I, I was forced to take a break. Yeah. You know, and do you, I, you feel like that was, it was your body or your brain? Was it spiritual? Like was the universe telling you like, nigga, sit down. Bro, the, 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 the. The, the universe, my girlfriend, everything. Cause it was like in like like to talk real quickly about relationships, it's like I I had so much armor up just because of like how I was raised, like losing all my family members and all that and just like like a work, 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 very like a robotic. Um, like you can't have armor up if you're trying to be in a relationship with somebody. You know what I mean? Like like you can't you you, you, you can't be vulnerable with somebody if you have like this thick wall. And she was like forcing me to be vulnerable and have like not have walls at least with her and that kind of just like shut me down in and like i was in quarantine like a black people are being killed like my fucking uh, walls are down I ain't making no money mm-hmm. it was just like damn i'm just it was just like all that at once so that just like sat in me for months stewing and then i just like came out of that as like somebody who 
was forced to understand themselves in a more creative way and like more than just, you know, nuts and bolts and money management on set. And mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a much better person for it. I feel like. Do you still, is the Muslim faith like a part of your life or mm-hmm. what? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's not like really a part of my life. Uh, it wasn't exactly a part of my life even back then. It's like oh, my grandmother was Muslim. My mm-hmm. uncle was Muslim. So in, in my like, like, granddad was also Muslim. Oh, we had a whole prayer room in the house, right? I had my own rug, you know, mm. like I went to the mosque, but it was like my whole thing with religion at the time. It was like, like my dad oh, would pick me up and every other weekend he was Baptist. Mm-hmm. My mom was Christian. Uh, grandma was Muslim. So, mm. and I went to a, I went to a Catholic school. Oh, so it was like, like, oh, oh man, God. I was like Allah, God, God oh. damn. <laughs> <laughs> Allah, God, God damn. That's so funny. It was, that it should was, be written down. That's you know, funny. It was a movie right there. That's it was, funny. it was just a lot of shit. So like, I really shut down religion wise. Like, like, mm-hmm. like I, I was like praying, like I was like speaking, speaking Arabic. The whole thing, like at home, not like fluently at all, but just like prayers and shit. Um, but it's not like a part of my life, but it's like, like I grew up with that. Like I grew up not eating pork. I grew up eating like a certain type of meat and not eating mm-hmm. a lot of sugar, you know, like, like fruits are really important, you know, learning about like, you know, like cleanliness and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it was interesting because like, you know, my mom would pick me up from the mosque and she wasn't allowed to come in. You know, because like mm. she's a woman and she wasn't wearing a hijab. She was, you know, she's wearing jeans, not even tight jeans, just jeans mm-hmm. and not allowed to come in. She, you know, she had to get one of the guys to come and get me and bring me out. And that was interesting. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm not and not Muslim, but it's like I'm just I, I'm spiritual mm-hmm. and not religious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the things that I feel like is true about a lot of our friend group and just people that we know. I think is like a lot of us did grow up in these in these homes where you know you can call it being strict you can call it being raised religious or whatever that stuff is but it's mm-hmm. like in a weird way I I completely identify with what you're saying about being spiritual because I I think when, as you grow older it's like you start to realize like oh like if they didn't do that though like they were literally like I, I, you know, if you grew up in church, it's like I, they would, when I was a kid, they would cover our foreheads in oil. Mm. And it's like, you know, they would put a cross on your forehead mm-hmm. and be like, you know, they would pray over people. And, you know, it's a spiritual practice and religious practice of like protection. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like there's something, even though I think our generation doesn't identify with all the like restrictiveness, mm-hmm. I think that comes with religion and like the structure of like, the, like I think, even my idea of God is like, it's a bigger box than people have put it in. Mm. And, you know, some of the things that are in the Bible and all these things. But I do feel like, you know, just getting that perspective from you of your childhood and all those influences. Like, if they didn't do that, though, I don't know if you would be as covered as you are. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like, you do, you're a clean dude and, you, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're a positive guy. Like, you're you work hard and... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if... I know there are probably a lot of families who didn't mm-hmm. do that, but I feel like the generation before us, it's like, shit, what can I give my kid mm-hmm. that will cover them through this shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, be- I believe in that. Like, and I don't know what I'm doing. I have kids. Like, I don't know. Me and my girl talk about it. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. 
she was raised Buddhist. Like her mom was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. They they I forgot all the, the. She's a black Buddhist. No, so she so this is the crazy part. Her mom is white. Okay, but she, uh, her and her sister are mixed. You know, black fathers, mm-hmm. uh, different dads. But they her mom their mom, uh, yeah, Buddhist. So they they took them to. Uh, temple and all those mm-hmm. things growing up and they had I forget what it's called but they you know they speak Sanskrit and all that stuff they mm-hmm. did the, the chants and all mm-hmm. those things in the house I mean, I mean. yeah bro that shit is spiritual man no, no, is, that, Buddhism yeah. is cold I, I do that uh, YouTube like there's yeah. a Tina Tina Turner has a uh, YouTube channel where she's doing like a prayer that she repeats and then you can do it along with her wow. Tina Turner Tina Turner yeah Tina Turner she's a Buddhist shit. now yeah okay. so she well she's been a Buddhist ever since like you know I like she yeah. left Ike, became a Buddhist, and like yeah, she has like you hear her voice like hum you're like oh shit. But I like um I like those religions like like when it comes to religions like I'm getting more accustomed. I don't know if it's the TV programming like I'm getting to see what's inside a mosque and like mm-hmm. like like how y'all take a bath before mm-hmm. like I think it's cool. Like I feel like. Muslims at least have like a like a discipline. You know what I mean? Like they're just like all right, we can't eat this. This is how we pray. It might be strict, but I feel like it's a it's a good guideline to give a kid. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like not as I don't know. I, I think I'd raise my kid through meditation. Like no mm-hmm. no real religion. Just like hey, you having troubles? Like let's sit down and breathe. Like yeah. maybe that will work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the mom's genes. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. So like like my uh, so I told y'all that my my uncle was Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, when he died. He didn't really have no money or whatever. But I just, I just want to credit, like, the Muslim faith. It was like, it was like, my mom just knew to go to a mosque. Actually, couldn't go inside, but she was like, hey, look, dad, we got no money. They were like, we got you. That day, they came out, you know, like, like, they paid for everything. Wow. Paid for everything. They prayed over him. They gave him, like, a nice funeral, everything. They were really nice to, like, me. And they were like, you should come and help us carry him, do the whole thing. And they were just like, like, they didn't ask for nothing. Mm-hmm. They were like, like, oh, we're gonna like bury him traditionally how he wanted to, and like, like whatever y'all need, and that was like th- that was love, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I think all these religions, it you know, it, if I can get like a little like I don't know with it, but it's like I think I think all this shit is gang shit. If I'm, Ooh, if, yeah, if I'm being no, real, it's, uh, it's culty. It's no well, like like gang sometimes shit it's gang shit. It's, and it's like it's like like and I you know I want to like I want to make my own gang. And I'm not like I'm not saying like like I don't know I don't know how to say this right you know I, yeah. I, there's no politically correct way to say this but it's like uh, I saw this meme once about the X Men and they were like like all the there was like one dude who was fighting Wolverine and Storm was like this wasn't actually what they said but Storm was like I know we all going we we all it's like oh but this is one on one no 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 we all going and that's how they fought. They fought like all of them together are gonna fight this one dude. No matter how powerful this dude is, they all gonna fight this one dude because they're the X Men mm-hmm. and they stay together. And I'm like, man, I need some of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like, like I need some like that that idea of like a village. You know what I mean? Where it's like, nah, like we, you come for us and you go. It don't matter if it's big or small. There is no one on one, and I ain't got no more shame in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's oh, oh, we fight you as a group. I also think that's love, and I felt that love through the Muslim faith yeah with my oh, with my uncle like that and i i don't know like i'm very pro gang shit right now <laughs> everything's so. a gang though everything i mean college you join a fraternity that's a gang you know and they what take I mean? care of you they do yeah. uh, ish, ish. Ish. 
Yeah, they can. They, they can do better. They, they do. Yeah. You take care of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes it's vice versa. But I was saying that. Like I mean, the streets have their gangs. Obviously, like every corner has a gang. Like I mean, it's just a part of like you know family. Like you know, like we want we want a family. Like where do we find a family? Like and faith is like you throw that in there. Like you can get a strong bond. I feel like Christians. They don't be getting along like the Muslims, though. I don't be, they, they be like, mm, 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 we ain't paying for his funeral. <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, like, check his policy. Yeah. <laughs> he did not donate. He did this to himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't have been there that time. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Not that I'm pro-Christian and pro-Muslim. I'm just like, yo, I just love, like, I like religion that has, like, a little, like, oomph in it. Like, you're like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Christians, like, we, we let go of the umph and we started trying to become cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Like too cool, where we're just like losing the, uh, we're losing the, uh, what is it like the grip of like, oh, so God doesn't mean this, He means this now, like you know what I'm just saying, like they change it while Muslims are like, no, God said this, yeah, nigga, it, it ain't changed, nigga, like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> we translated it perfect, like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. So it's just like, like I know what it is to be a Muslim in a way, the mm-hmm. rules they have, like how they eat and how like you know like they have to pray. Like, I don't know, like, what's a Christian rule that we had to abide to other than going to church every Sunday? That's what I was going to say. This was the thing about Christianity. It's like, it's almost like a a spectrum. Yeah. Mm. You can choose how deep you want to (laughs) go. Yeah. You can just be like, "Ah, I'm not really feeling it this Easter Sunday. We grew up with customs of, like, you know, Lent. I don't know if y'all know what that is. You know, 40 days of uh, giving up something, a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And some people don't do that. You know what I mean? I think it's like, and and that's what, that is what's funny. I hear what you're saying, Ralph, about like the discipline of the Muslim faith. Because I think Christians think, and it's fucked up because it's like, oh, I know I catch myself doing this sometimes where I'll be like, damn, I shouldn't have did that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But if I pray before I go to bed, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like right before I die, if I was like, God, I'm real sorry about all that shit. But it's not, you know. Not like, I'm good. Way. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I know it was last minute there. Jesus died. Because that is, yeah. they do say that. Yeah, they say that to you in church. They'll be like, as long as before you die, you admit Jesus it's was that nigga <laughs> who died for your sins. Mm-hmm. You straight. You'd be like, damn. It's crazy. Who knows? Who knows if there'd be religion in ten years? In in America at least. I mean, if aliens if aliens come down, it's just gonna be, well, well, what do they believe in? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like what do, do we believe want? in them? Bro, we'll start believing in aliens. We'll treat them like their gods. Cause they'll probably do some shit. You'll be like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> can walk again? Yeah. yeah. An alien just touch yeah, your leg yeah. right now, you paralyze your life. <laughs> like all day, bro. Like, cause it's just, I mean, and it's all ways to find yourself, right? Like, this is what religion, I think, is. Like, it's a guide to find you, right? Just to be like, okay, who am well, I? I what am I more? Spirituality. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Restricted. Yeah. Religion is tax purposes. Religion is tax purposes. <laughs> I'm building this building. Don't charge me. <laughs> but I will charge the people to come inside. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but. Uh, to, uh, to... <laughs> I'm just like, damn, these Christians going to hate me, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mom heard me talk about this. Like, you better not. 
It's okay. It's all right. I mean, that is there really are funny. That are you know, football stadiums. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Charge, charge. You take a price. Yes. Thirty dollars to park. I think I'm going to see the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to talk about um before we get out of here. I I did want to talk. You did this great interview that I read um with the Ad Council. Okay. It was a great interview. But you had said some, I mean, just really thoughtful things and just, and you put them in a way that I had never heard before. And I just, I wanted to give you the opportunity to oh. expand because I was just like, I feel like you only said a, the surface of the idea. Okay. And one thing that you said um, was, and this is kind of a two-parter because you said two dope quotes back to back and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you pick whatever you want to talk about. This nigga, that's what I'm saying, Ralph. <laughs> Bro, he, he be dropping know. knowledge and don't act like he be dropping shit. Bro, he was like, "What award? Which one? Like that's what." He, <laughs> which interview are you talking about? I don't remember. I don't. Remember. I don't but go on. <laughs> uh, so the first thing, the great one that I had read that you said, um, "Media shapes so much of how some people see the world. If every time you see a person of color on screen, they're in a subservient position, you start to link those two things together." And that blew my mind just because I wondered if you feel like that is true about people of color themselves. Because mm. I think, I, I wondered if, because the quote was very clearly a commentary on like people that don't hang out with people of color mm-hmm. and then when they're watching movies, that's all that they see. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if you had ever thought that that statement could apply to like how we see ourselves when we're watching us in subservient positions and things like that. I think, I think absolutely, man. I mean, I think it's, it just, it's so important to like, I see ourselves do everything, you know, yeah. to like, I really understand that, you know, it's like for me, the first time that I was like really like shocked was when, and I have such a connection to this is like when I saw a Meteor Man. Y'all know that? Yeah, a Meteor Man. Bro. Robert Townsend. Meteor Man is a classic, bro. And white people don't even know what we're talking about no, right now. No idea. I've, no idea. He was uh, like Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. It was crazy. It was like Robert Townsend, you know, like the. That movie's hilarious. It, it was so funny. It was it's a little problematic if you watch it. Nowadays, but it was yeah. really good back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like I was like I flipping on UPN in Chicago shit, and I was like, "Black Superman? What the hell?" And I, it, I was like five, but I didn't say that, you know. But it was the same idea, and I just remember like seeing him be like, "He can't," but he's black. And then I, I watched it, and I was like, "This," I was like, "Is this a joke? This is great. Wow. This is great." And it's like I, I like from there, like I got like I collect Media Man posters and shit. I got, wow. like, I got, like, I got, I got like they made like actual comic books. I own that shit. Like oh. I'm from DC, own that shit. But because it was like it was the first time that I was like black people can like also be a Superman. Because at the time it was like it was nothing. So like I at least for me in my eyes watching Cartoon Network and Nick Junior and shit. But um, but yeah, I I do think that like a representation just seeing us is so important. But also. It does get it gets in our mind. It gets in our biases. You know mm. what I mean? It was like I grew up. I spent a lot of my adolescence in Texas, where like people's bias, like people's bias in Texas and people's bias in Chicago about black people are very different mm. about what they think you can do. Mm. You know, and about how comfortable they are like telling you what they think you can do because like like I'm not I'm not saying anybody has like bad intentions or anything like that, but it's like, it's 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 like people were just so 
comfortable with like for example what was it it was like i was um uh, I, I had a buddy his name was colby right i don't know why i had a buddy named colby but his name was colby <laughs> and uh, we were all cool you know we would play basketball or whatever with each other and then he invited everybody else to his pool you know uh he was like hey ramon uh you can't come though and i was like oh he was like yeah my grandma's she's a racist so you know you just can't come and i was like okay cool like it was like like he just told me they were out of like fries or something you know it was like a, a real chill and i was like <laughs> okay cool uh all right you know or it would be shit like um like a buddy of mine dylan i don't know why i had her name dylan anyway mm-hmm. and he was like he was like you he's like are you like so-and-so right he's like oh, you should ask her out and i was like nah i don't know he was like you don't want to ask her out because you're black and i was like uh he was like she's not white she's hispanic and i was like oh okay he was like no it's cool and i was like oh okay cool 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 and oh, that wow. and that's just how like that's how texas was at least for me you know like mm-hmm. that's how houston was and it's so like it's like Florida a little bit too uh and it's like a big reason why you know like i made black and film because it's yeah. like you know like uh now when i go and travel or whatever because i do a lot of travel jobs it's just like i'm just like i, I find somebody on there be like hey what's up uh, I'm gonna hire you, or if I can't hire you, you know, like, oh, what are niggas at? Right, you know, or right. like, where, like, are the like people of color at? Because like most times, like black people know where the other people of color at, at right. least, you know. So, uh, I got a job in Normal, Illinois, next month, mm-hmm. and I'm be calling up people. Where the niggas at? Yeah, oh, where yeah. we at? You know, um, yeah. Like most nigga, important bro. question. <laughs> what Whenever we go at? anywhere, yeah. where the niggas at? Because yeah. <laughs> the niggas know where the food is, where not Ooh. to go. Like you yep. know, what I'm saying niggas have their own like green book in a we way, you know. Do. But we don't write it down no more, bro. No, you know what I'm saying? Bro. We don't hand out that pamphlet. We be like, hey, nigga, you want to know? Call me. Yeah, for real. All right, Joe. You did say there was another question, and I'm I'm curious about oh, 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 what else I said. It was actually pretty similar uh, to that one, but it was just you had said. In the same interview, you said the biggest thing I want to see on screen moving forward are black and BIPOC characters that don't have their race as their adjective mm, yeah. or motivation. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess I just wanted to know um, what do you think like that could do for the world? I mean, yeah. I mean, I just think we just need to, it is, it is like a, a, like a similar answer, but it's like, I just think, I just want to see black people out here just able to just be Normal, like, yeah. like a person first, mm. you know what I mean? And I, I think like Insecure for me, like the show, that was the first time that I was able to like see it. Like it wasn't like some grand thing, it was just like every day, yeah. you know? And, and that's what I really liked about that show. So do you feel, and I'm asking both of y'all. Like as black men in the world, that we have to smile. Do you think about these things? Like, okay, I have to come and approach them in a friendly way, so they don't think I'm this kind of black. I'll, and I'll be honest, man. Sometimes I don't smile on purpose, mm. like just so, just so everybody knows I'm not dumb. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes I think because because of my height and my body type, I think that's a big part of it too. It's like. I do feel like sometimes I'm treated like I'm 19. Mm. You know what I mean? So sometimes I'll, I'll come into a meeting, whether it's on Zoom, and I'm with a whole bunch of executives, and I'm the youngest, blackest person there. I will not smile on purpose. Mm. Just so they know, I know I'm just paying attention. I'm here. I'm chilling. But yeah. I'm not being like, hey, guys, what's up? Mm. Nah, bro, it's not, not a character. Nah, that's not what time it is. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like I've, I've had family members who were like, you know, gunned down by police and things like that in Chicago. And I'm just mm. like, man, I, I can't. I'm the only one. 
I'm the last of my last name, you know, mm, as well. Shit. Mm. So, right. You know, so I'm the last of my last name. I have my mom's last name and I'm like, the I'm the last dude. Mm. So I'm just like, I, I gotta. I Kiela gotta, knows I, this? Yeah, Kiela knows this. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, you know. <laughs> Two <I> gotta, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, girl, we have to get this order right on the first time, baby girl. Okay. <laughs> we ain't doing three. Yeah. <laughs> I can't afford it. I can't afford it. She knows. Um, uh, pressure, she wakes up every morning like, fuck. I mean, you saying that like a joke right now, but like that's, you know, that's, that energy's out there. She knows. She needs two of them things. That nigga said to everybody, you know I'm the last of my name, right? You can't be be trying me like that. Oh, shit. Go ahead. I'll get in Zoom meetings and shit, and it's like, I'm not, I don't, I used to like, what is it? Cold switch all the time. Right, it's like right, all I right. fucking did. And now I'm like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say negative, like double negatives and shit. It's like, like I, I don't know nobody, you know, yeah. like, like I'm, I'm gonna say that because it's like, fuck, like that's, that's, that's how I was raised. That's the people I was raised around. And it's like, I shouldn't have to change the way I am right now. Yeah. I'm just like, I want people to know they need us, bro. Yeah. And they know it. Yeah. And it's and like, they try to act like they don't. Yes. And I'm also very good at what I do. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, you know, like, I'm I'm be real with you. And it's like, I feel like I've gotten more work. It, it also, it relaxes me. You know what I mean? And I can just like, I talk to people normal. And uh, like, I just, I just turned down a job. Like a, a biggest check of my life. I just turned it down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it was like, it was a job for a bank who wanted to do, I'm not, I'm not naming names, but it was a job for a bank who wanted to do something in Chicago about redlining. And they wanted to interview a bunch of people that the bank has given money to about redlining. And I was just like, who's who's going to be the director? Who's this and this? They wanted to have me on this job for like 35 days straight. It would have been crazy. Mm-mm. But I was like, who's the director? You know, who's like, like who's going to be interviewing these people? It's like, if I, if I got to go in and talk to like, like a lot, like, like black and brown people, about like I come and be interviewed by this bank when this bank is about to have final control of the end product when the bank is the reason that Redline actually fucking existed in the first place, you know. So like, who's gonna be the director and the dude? Oh, white dude, very very fucking nice. He, he knew what he was talking about, but I was like, so it's gonna be you and the bank after I leave. I can't do this, man. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he tried to get me on to produce so bad, still trying, and I'm just like, I can't. Like I yeah. I would love to make this money. Don't get me wrong, it's lower than my rate, but it's 35 days. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I turned that down and it was just like that felt really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt really good to be able to like, you know, you know, again, I'm not I'm not changing my tone or anything like that. I'm I'm telling I'm talking to him straight. I'm like, hey, I don't want to do this because I'm gonna go and develop trust with a bunch of people. And I and I I, I said it to him like very frankly, yeah, I'm very straight. It also helps that I made black in film, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I got like something really good to stand on. But I'm just like, even though I shouldn't need to, but I was just like, hey, like, I don't feel comfortable going into neighborhoods with people that look like me, gaining their trust Mm -hmm. to then bring in a lot of people that don't look like me who are going to uh, uh, curate their words. I know I know you guys are, you know, you guys seem great. It seems like trying to do something good, but I can't be the person who does this. Mm. And that's exactly how I, I didn't sugarcoat it at all. Mm-hmm. And it felt really fucking good. Yeah. The, the response I got was really good. Hey, I appreciate your your frankness. That's why I want you to do it though. And I'm like, I get you. But all those all those reasons are still there. If you can't change, if you can't if you can yeah. if you can't get final control. Like, read yeah. per my last email. Yes. <laughs> yes. You see what I already said. Yeah. I, I was a I was executive assistant. 
I was in development, but I, I still didn't talk very much because I, I just didn't feel like I was the only black person at the company. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, Ramon, what do you think? And I'm like, so it's the, it's the, you, you want me to tell you what I think about, about y'all doing this? Um, I, uh, you know, and I, like, I had to, I had to tell them, I'm just like, I tried to be nice about it, but I was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not curbing anything. I think this is crazy. I think <laughs> it's crazy that somebody is allowing y'all to have this, this IP. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> and, and they're like, you know, I will partner with like a black company. I'm like, yeah, but you just going to be like, Hey, I need y'all to make this. Mm. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. So mm. I left. Damn. Oh, and they know why I left. Yeah. 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 Um, this is amazing. I know yo, this guy need a part two because this nigga, <laughs> yo, I nigga, you got control. But you know what? This is a common thread among our guests that I would say that you motherfuckers know what's right for you, mm-hmm. and you don't let anyone change that. Despite the checks, despite the opportunities that might come with it, you guys stick with your morals. You stick with what you believe in, and I, I think it's a testament to how you grew up too, as well. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an incredible thing because most. Most niggas, when I say niggas, like nigga niggas, nigga, like, nigga niggas, they be like, nigga, nigga, how much? Shit, I'll do that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're like, nah, I'm not. You know what? Well, I talked about it with my girl. You know, okay. we, it's, yeah, it was you just like, that. I, I, that's rent, you know, that's rent for like, a, like, yeah, yeah. shit, two years. It was like, oh, hell no, nah, I'm a nigga, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm a nigga today. What you need me to do? You need me to talk to them about the bank? Hey, hey, listen. I don't give a fuck when this shit airs. <laughs> Two yeah. years free rent? Hey. Well, not free, but. Loans. <laughs> it was it was a conversation, but it was like, you know. But that's man, powerful, man. though. That, that, you're a powerful person, bro. That's, yeah. yeah. Thank y'all for listening. This was a pleasure. But did you have a good time? But did you have a good time? I see. It was, it was a callback. Yeah. It was yeah. a callback. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. Shout out to Black and Film. Please look them up if you are in the industry and you need to work with us. Follow us everywhere at High Power Pod. All the latest episodes are at highpowerpod.com. We'll see y'all soon. Love. Peace. 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 This podcast is brought to you by Tell the Truth, the quickest solution to life without the fakeness. Please tell responsibly. Tell the Truth is not recommended for lawyers, politicians, and black people talking to the cops with weed in the car. 